Welcome back to Our Soul, a podcast by Faith Choice Ohio, Ohio's faith voice for choice. We did it together. Congratulations, Ohio. In just a little under 30 days right now, Ohio will have enshrined in its constitution by enactment of issue one, the right to a lot of things, including abortion. Yes. The Reproductive Health Rights and Justice Amendment with protections for health and safety. Fantastic, fantastic work on so many fronts. I'm, I, I, I don't even, I don't even know how to be happy in this moment. It's so shocking in some yeah. ways. Kelly, I, we, we were talking beforehand. I'd, I'd love for you to share like your, your uh, estimate of how things were going to go and how you reacted to this news. Cause I feel yeah. like it sums up a lot of where people are right now. Yeah, I think like having worked in nonprofit areas for my entire career um, and having lived in Ohio, um, I will admit that I am somewhat skeptical um, that Ohio is going to do good things. I have frequently said that like Ohio is the bad place and um, I, you know, we we don't give up on Ohio, but I tend to set myself up with low expectations. Um just in case. And so I, you know, nervously opened um, a, you know, browser and looked up the results for issue one around like 8.30 or 9 last night. And I was happily surprised um, at at where we were and how things were looking because, you know, um, I wasn't exactly sure how it would go. Um, but I did expect that it would, you know, maybe go a little back and forth, um, that maybe it would like look rough and then we'd come out in the end. I don't know. But when I saw that, um, like what it, I think it was like maybe 930 last night was when AP called it. I don't know. It was something somewhere around there was when the Associated Press called it. And I was like, this seems real <laughs> kind of don't want to like i i'm always just like afraid that there's going to be some last minute i don't understand um how elections work um i feel like there's some science behind it that i am not fully privy to um and so i'm always afraid in the last you know moments that it's gonna change or in some cases i'm hoping that it will change in the last moments um, and so I was a little, I was a little worried. I had my little tab open, but like just flicked back and forth between that and um, other things I was doing. But in the end, uh, I was just so surprised. Like we did it. We Ohio did something not terrible for once. And, and also um, I didn't know about issue two until recently. Um, and so to hear that that also passed um, in Ohio, where, you know, many people think of us as a red state since um, the Trump election, uh, it was just good to see it just just like I said, I Ohio is frequently the bad place for me. And so to have Ohio do something good, something that doesn't like make me ashamed of Ohio 
Um, something where, you know, my coworkers at my national organization are congratulating us here in Ohio on our win. It, it's just very different than what I'm used to. I'm used to having to uh, defend Ohio or uh, just like having to uh, brace myself for the negative things that um, Ohio politics is going to do to me. Um, and I'm I'm sure that that's not over, but to to have a win and such a good win for us is uh, uplifting, restores my hope in mm. Ohio. I, I never had uh, I never lost hope in the people of Ohio, but I have like been very skeptical of, um, you know, state level protections for people or state level support for people's bodily autonomy and safety and livelihoods um and so it was just great to see like the people's voice actually be effective and heard and ah uh, I'm just like so excited about that I I went to the gym this morning and <laughs> I was like guys did you hear did you hear the news <laughs> You're like the um, town crier on yeah. abortion news. Abortion and weed. Abortion yeah. and weed. Yeah, I did. I said that is exactly what I said. I finished one of my setups. Like, you guys hear it's abortion and weed. <laughs> it's abortion and weed day. You know, and as a as a person who's never had an abortion and never smoked weed, and who supports both of those <laughs> those amendments, um, I'm I'm with you. Like. There was a hot minute where I thought, oh, I don't even want to dare to hope. Um, but for me, I work up polling location on mm -hmm. election day because if I don't have something to do on election day, I like the intrusive thoughts win and I'm just a ball of anxiety the whole day. Right. Mm -hmm. So I work this fantastic polling location. We have a great group of, of poll workers. I get to be the voting location manager, at least, you know, for the past, like, I don't know, seven years or whatever. Um, we have been just inundated with folks on the the day of the election yesterday, inundated with people and did not anticipate the turnout. We had a very high turnout yeah. in our very rural um, polling location. The polling location is by registration about three to one to four to one um, in support of the party that did not support the ballot initiative. So, you know, I'm thinking, all right, this precinct went 55% uh, in support of the August ballot initiative, which was the bad ballot initiative, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I thought, you know, if if we can hold it to like 45 55 support versus opposition to um, issue one. I'm thinking if we hold it there, maybe we'll have a chance. And when we get to print off the totals tapes and, you know, in Ohio, for those who aren't familiar, um, polling poll workers have to print off the voting results. And then we have to certify the voting results are an accurate tally of all the ballots cast. And everybody has to sign a paper at the end of the night. And, you know, we have to look it up. When I get these like 400 votes out of two precincts and saw that these heavily, heavily, heavily conservative precincts were literally neck and neck, I mean, within like eight to 10 votes on issue one, and that 
issue two was even closer, I I just turned to folks. I said, yep, yep, they had a big night. And mm-hmm. I remember I we dropped the ballots off at the Board of Elections office, and I immediately texted our boss, Elena Ramsey, and I said, issue one, issue two, gonna win big. Because <laughs> there's just there's there's no other way to interpret that. Like, like you have very, very polar opposite viewpoints in this state. And when an issue is clearly divided, um, those polar viewpoints are strongly out. They're strongly against each other and people line up on partisan lines. That's not what happened on election day in Ohio in, in 2023. Let the word ring forth out of this place that a lot of people voted against their party and voted against their their particular ideological alignment. Because, and this I cannot stress enough, abortion is a winning issue. Yes. <laughs> abortion is a unifying issue. Yes. Abortion, reproductive health rights and justice, reproductive freedom, it's our value. It's part of the core value of what it means to be an Ohioan and never, ever, ever bet against Ohio because you will lose. Because the people of Ohio, despite our government, despite gerrymandering, despite tons of dirty tricks and political schemes and $18 million wasted on an August special election, the people of Ohio will not lay down for this. We said, not today. We're going to put it in our constitution. We love abortion rights, contraception, the right to miscarriage care, the right to continue your own pregnancy and the right to fertility treatment so much, we're going to put it in the state constitution. And we know that there are people already preparing to try to assault that constitutional amendment. We've had, you know, a couple of of different press releases now from different organizations and groups and some statements from the Senate president that indicate the other side wants to have endless referendums. They want to have endless ballot initiatives. They want to put this up every single time. Frankly, I'm very excited about that possibility because guess what? Every time abortion is on the ballot in Ohio, abortion comes out a winner. And so do Ohioans. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm though right there with you in terms of I, I don't I don't even know how to feel. We finally have a win from the electoral state sanctioned policy perspective. We have endured so much state sanctioned violence at the hands of just idiot legislators in the state over the past 20 years that like I, we're, we're, we're both chuckling and we're chuckling because it's true, right? Like yeah. we've endured so much from these people that it feels like, oh my goodness, I can't believe the people actually got to be heard, yeah. right? Uh, it's it's amazing. And just my my last little mini rant in this moment, like I just want everyone to know, like the whole reason that we even had a ballot initiative was because we had two groups of people stand up a year ago and begin saying, no, this needs to come, this needs to happen, it needs to happen now. And those are physicians and clergy. Physicians and faith leaders across the state stood up and said, we cannot wait for a more convenient time. We cannot wait for a time when the partisan political organizations and the pundits and the outside consulting firms 
think that it is better in 2024 or we can get, you know, more buy-in if we have more time and we can wait. We got together and said, no, this must be done as soon as possible because not only is abortion popular, not only is abortion necessary, but real people, real patients, real individuals in our offices and our congregations and our lives are hurting and they're going to be harmed irreparably without this amendment. And now we've got 29 days from today until this goes into the Constitution and becomes law in the state of Ohio. And it's because mm -hmm. people had the courage of their moral convictions to stand up and say, not one minute longer, not one day farther, we're going to make this happen. And we did together. We did it. We did it together. And, yeah, I, I think like... I'm just uh, words I'm not I have none uh because <laughs> you know you're right like it, this is not something that could wait there's never going to be a perfect time and the people who are actually dealing with like you know reproductive health decisions people who you know are having people who are needing this amendment are needing them now not next year now you know there are there are people who have um i i've been reading stories about um especially it honestly yesterday i went and voted on voting day um my polling location actually was a little busy as well um, more busy than usual usually I walk in there's no line I, I vote and I get out of there but I had a little bit of a wait and uh, I was impressed <laughs> that there were so many people out on a not primary election um, but having um, sat in well stood in the voting booth um, and seeing the way that the ballot board tried to trash this amendment, mm. the, the way the language was, I was concerned. I had read it before, obviously, but like it, there was something about being in the booth and seeing the way that uh, the ballot board made it sound like people are out here like doing a 38 week abortion. And and so um, as I, you know. I voted yesterday and I saw people posting stories encouraging people to um, vote yes on issue one. Um, I saw these stories about people who had to um, make some difficult decisions around, you know, having a wanted um, pregnancy that had to be like terminated. And uh, I, I just like it is I, I, I we've talked several times about how desperate <laughs> the um people who the anti-abortion um people are we've we've talked about that before but it was again just so disheartening to see how desperate they were to trash something that ultimately means that people get to make their own healthcare decisions in the voting booth i think about like you know what if people weren't more um informed about the issues i mean granted um i saw i never noticed before but like the amendment text was on the wall so i could go over and read it if i wanted to but like the average person likely doesn't do that and the average person unless they're you know connected with um some of our repro orgs or us um 
may not know about you know uh what the amendment actually is um and so it was it was disheartening for me to see that and that was another reason that i was you know uh happily surprised um seeing the results and it is just it is a big win to um to know that like in less than 30 days um we will have this amendment officially um enshrined and just having that protection it i it means a lot i'm feeling like a little teary yeah <laughs> trying to hold back my emotions but like uh just knowing that you know we the people of ohio um made a decision to protect ourselves and i think what this really shows is how uh <laughs> messed up gerrymandering is mm, i mm -hmm. uh there are words that i would say if we were not on the radio but we are on the radio and so i will not say those words but gerrymandering is just like really messed up and is just it makes ohio the bad place this is a clear sign to me that ohio is the bad place not because of the people who are living in their everyday lives here and making their decisions here and, you know, raising families and building communities in the state of Ohio. But rather, it's the politicians that we know are hanging on for dear life onto their power and doing everything they can to um, keep themselves from having to give it up. And I think, like, this, this win for me really restored that um that faith that Ohioans are good people we are good people um and it's these um legislate legislators that are doing this gerrymandering doing sneaky stuff to try to uh make things go in their favor when they know they're not winning um I don't know I think it just made me realize how how desperate um uh ohio politicians are and um how you know i i think i'm glad that clergy and physicians stood up and said we're not going to wait anymore um because uh here we are and we you know got what we need to protect our people and we're, <laughs> we're showing those politicians that like yeah you're desperate but even even when you try to uh do dirty things when you try to uh make things work in your favor by changing the ballot language when you try to purge the voter records um while people have already voted um all of these things even when you do all that we're still uh organizing and we're still doing what we need to do to support our people um and i wouldn't be surprised if politicians become more desperate and do more sneaky dirty stuff um to try to fight against it the sneak is on let me tell you the sneak is on and the most beautiful part of these election returns are that they are undeniable like 55 56 57 percent it's going to land somewhere around in there with the official results because remember everyone all of these results are unofficial until they are made official 10 days after the election but it's really clear it's really clear 
there is great support for abortion access, not just in Columbus, Cleveland, and Cincinnati. There's support for abortion access in Clark County, Ohio, in Geauga County, in Trumbull County, in Mahoning County, in Stark County, in, drumroll please, Butler County, Ohio, the home of one Candace Keller, one of the greatest <laughs> abortion foes, and just crabby, generally ignorant about all things repro science, uh, former state legislators that exists. Candace Keller, who runs multiple uh, crisis pregnancy centers, fake clinics, friends, those are fake clinics. Candace Keller's home county of Butler County, Ohio voted for abortion access this is a movement not just of big city turnout because here's the here's the story the turnout really was not drastically over and above what other turnout games have been we didn't break four million votes in the state we did however have increased turnout in a lot of rural areas that did not go how they normally go these rural areas that stood up and said, nope, actually, abortion, weed, pretty good with us, right? <laughs> do what you need to do for your body and for your spirit, because that's the spirit of Ohio. I, I will mention also, um, you know, you brought up the issue of gerrymandering. Redistricting in Ohio has been this perennial issue, much like abortion, friends, and there is a coalition that has formed around former Republican, yes, I said Republican, Supreme Court Chief Justice Maureen O'Connor, and a lot of her friends in the nonprofit organizations connected to ACLU and particularly League of Women Voters of Ohio, who are coming together to put forward a ballot initiative on gerrymandering that will give real teeth to what Ohioans have said all along they want, which are fair maps and fair elections. That's going to be the next big fight that, frankly, will tell us whether or not we can keep the gains we've made in the state constitution. Because the state constitution is really a malleable document when it comes to the legislature's ability to impact um, non-constitutional legislation, to be able to make decisions that get all of these questions in front of our Ohio Supreme Court. Gerrymandering is at the core of our illness in this state. And right now, everybody wants to be from Ohio, right? It's probably going to be the title of this episode. Everybody wants to be from Ohio. Everybody's texting. Everybody's calling. Everybody's eager. And for those of us who've been here for a long, long while, we're glad that people can see the kind of progress we're making. And we're glad that people can understand that people who work really hard and fail multiple years in a row eventually get it done and get it done well. That's what we plan to do, not just about abortion, not just about marijuana legalization and decriminalization, but about core elements of our democracy. I long for a day when Jim Jordan is unelectable in the state of Ohio, not because of his party, but because of his positions on basic fundamental rights for human beings, basic fundamental values, like caring for people who are poor, who are houseless, who do not have resources. We are stuck in a gerrymandered 
hellscape in this state that frankly doesn't need to be just like the anti-abortion hellscape that was Ohio's official state policy is no longer going to be. This is a day of hope and joy. It's also a day of deep, deep resilience because we know now that the things folk have tried to do, the things folk have tried to manipulate in these systems are not going to win out. It is just a remarkable day in the state of Ohio. When I'm, you, when I, you, when you said that, the first thing that came to mind is like, it's like folks forget that people from Ohio are hardy stock. Mm, <laughs> that was like mm-hmm, the first mm-hmm. thought that came through my head. It's I'm just on like, my Ohio rant, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I I think about like, we are like stronger, we're, we're strong people. And I think like this does show that like, we will not be manipulated when it comes to these things that are so close to our values or to our hearts and they are our values um and i yeah yeah i'm just it is it is heartening to have this this proof that we are hardy and we are going to defend ourselves um from a state legislator that often tries to harm us um we're not going to put up with it we're going to do what we need to do to uh take care of those we love and i feel like that's true of ohioans um i i did before we run out of time um i did want to just take a moment i i know we're in the midst of um celebrating and that we are excited about the future i mean though there may be fights ahead and there's going to be continuous dirty uh work from politicians um i do want to encourage people to um maybe rest (laughs) i uh so um i personally currently am dealing with some like health issues um I'm feeling okay today that's why I'm on the radio um but uh I've been dealing with some health issues and it's really made me think about um how important caring for yourself is I know I'm a broken record on this I talk about this all the time but um how important especially in this time like we've done all of this work to um you know get where we are to have this win and it took a great deal of work. A lot of time, money, blood, sweat, and tears went into this. And um, I recently saw a thing that was like uh, saying that uh, a person should have around 10 hours of rest um, a day. And uh, I know I'm not getting nearly that amount of rest. Um, and if you don't take that rest, your body will take it for you. So don't be like me guys <laughs> please take a rest um you know maybe extend your uh thanksgivings um maybe like plan a weekend to just decompress t- get a massage or something um but like take whatever caring for yourself looks like because i think even for those who are not working in repro this has been a time of uh emotional intensity 
um, a time of uh, having to, I, I know that whenever, you know, our rights are on the ballot, um, I get very anxious and it's hard to, you know, have to be waiting up, checking my phone um, to see if the state is going to allow me to have an abortion or to get uh, miscarriage care or um, all of the other things that are included in this ballot amendment. And I think it's just important for us all to rest and take a little breather because we deserve it. We are hardy stock, but we also deserve to take a rest and to breathe and to enjoy this victory. We did it, Ohio. We'll be back in two weeks to talk about what comes next. You better rest in between. Thank you for listening to this episode of Our Soul. If you'd like to hear more of our conversations on religion, abortion access, and all things Repro, you can find all our episodes on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. For more content, training, and other information, check us out at faithchoiceohio.org.